When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome <laughs> to the Broncos Binge Podcast. A podcast for those who bleed orange and blue. This one's for John. Produced locally in Denver, Colorado. Now, here's your hosts, Rachel Strand and Dalton Coble. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast, the Denver Broncos podcast made by fans for fans. I am your host, Rachel Stram, and I'm also here with my co-host, Dalton Coble. Last week, we took a break to be with our families for the holidays, and it feels great to be back. We hope you all had a great holiday season and a great end of 2022, but it is now 2023. While the Broncos season was pretty much over months ago, let's hope that there's a better Broncos team later in 2023. So let's dive right in and talk about some injuries that occurred in the past few weeks. In the game against the Chiefs, offensive lineman Dalton Reisner injured his elbow and left the game early. He injured his UCL and will be out for the final game of the season this upcoming Sunday. We might have seen the last of Reisner in a Broncos uniform as his contract expires at the end of the season and he hasn't really performed well enough to earn an extension. Speaking of injuries and it being 2023, here's to the Broncos being a much healthier team in 2023. Being the most injured team for the entire season absolutely sucked, and hopefully we've paid our dues and we'll be much healthier next season. We may have to fire Lauren Landau for that to happen, though, and that's kind of a hot-button issue for me, so I won't dive too deep into it because I could easily rant on it for about 30 minutes. So let's just move on. Moving on to the reaction of the previous Broncos game. The Broncos kind of lost a close one to the Chiefs, and Dalton, I don't know about you, but it was kind of fun 
to watch the Broncos for the first time in a while. Yeah, it felt different. It definitely felt more like we were in it. Russell looked a lot better. However, the offensive line still gives him absolutely no time. For real. So I hope that's looked at in the offseason because Russell, after two seconds after Russell snaps the ball, there's a Chiefs defender in his face. And I I really don't like talking talking bad about refing and like calls and stuff like that but that one call really really brutalized the entire momentum we had shifting we were gonna add to the lead or trying to add to a lead and usually we haven't seen Cortland act like that in a long I haven't seen Cortland catch one of those balls in a really long time he hasn't he hasn't been doing that just because he's probably his ACL tear his other injuries that he's racked up he's still probably trying to get back into the groove of things however that catch was phenomenal I still think he's was, him like he's got the ability to be him like 100 percent yeah and however it was called back yeah I really think the Broncos got screwed there like you said it really killed the momentum for us and it was kind of a game-changing call because we were driving and having that big breaking off a big play like that, we easily could have taken the lead. It was seriously a game changing call that they missed. And unfortunately it wasn't the only call that the refs missed that game because they um they missed that roughing the passer call on Wilson on the final play and he was kinda like WWE style slammed into the ground, which if that, if that had happened to any of the NFL golden boys like Brady or Mahomes, <laughs> they'd be on death row or something like they would have the, all the flags would be on the field, whatever. I just think the NFL is really struggling with being consistent in what is roughing the passer and what isn't. I have seen that exact type of tackle flagged in the past and you know, that really could have changed the game for us had they actually called that. They would have given us a first down and moved us up, what, 15-so yards. It's it's unfortunate because I really thought we were about to have it. I really thought that was our chance, but unfortunately not. But So, again, this, this was the first game back post-Hackett firing, and... Obviously, I wasn't expecting the team to do a complete 180. I don't think you were either, but I mean, no. they they kind of looked a little bit better, especially on special teams. I know. Oh God, yeah. I've been wanting to preach about that because I, this special teams has been terrible. It's always low key been terrible for like the what the last four four three years. Like we haven't had a consistent punter. Um, the return game is terrible. Um, what else? We have no special teams, like, big plays. And what? We had, a, we had a couple. We had a couple this last game. We had the one where Alex Singleton put us on the five-yard line. Mm-hmm. Dude needs an extension with us. He, we have him for a couple more years, I think. I think we're for, okay. For real? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he may not be the best in coverage, but he's definitely a ball hawk. He knows where to go. Yeah, he's had his games where he struggled, and... um. I wasn't the biggest fan of the signing, but I was kind of wrong about that. He does have the ability to be a tackling machine, but going back to the special teams thing, I know this game, Montreal Washington was benched and they had Kendall Hinton back there as our, you know, little quarterback punt returner hybrid. What, what can't this man do at this point, honestly? But, um, I know 
Jerry Rosberg, our interim head coach, has history of working with special teams. And I guess with the firing of Dwayne Stukes, the previous special teams coordinator, he stepped in and was like, hey, I'm going to fix this. I know there's two more games left in the season, but you could tell there was a little bit of a change there. And it was kind of, it was interesting to see. And um, I I personally really like Jerry Rosberg. I think hiring him as head coach probably isn't the best long term, but I would certainly like to keep him on staff next season, maybe even as a special teams coordinator or just in any facet having him be on the staff. I, I really do like him. He's got like a no bullshit attitude. And when he stepped up to the podium after the loss, he didn't like do that scripted head coach thing after a loss that we kind of got a lot from Nathaniel Hackett. He has some really good quotes and he he said something about how he understands the frustration of Broncos country with us having this many consecutive losses to the Chiefs. And just the fact that he acknowledged that and like said, hey, I understand your frustration. And I, I really like that. And hopefully, hopefully we can find a spot for him on staff next season. Hey, I got you. I got you one of the quotes that I really liked that he said during one of his press conference. I don't remember exactly which one. Can, it, I, can I say it real quick? Yes, go ahead. Because I've got he one said, as well. I've got one as well. He said, you might have the same one as me. He said, we're planting seeds. Uh -huh. We want this thing to grow. I may not see it, may not see this bloom, but it'll be rich at some point. I was like, where did you pull that up from? <laughs> like, did you go down? Did you go down the president's list or something and find this? Because... I don't know where he where he thought of that or something, but his brain is cooking. Like philosopher Rosberg, my God. I I hope he's on the staff in some way or form. Um, however, I don't know. You know, the NFL is whack. Yeah. Um, I low key, maybe maybe high key this one, think George Patton is on a leash now. I'm I gonna think... hit you so hard across the head, Dalton. This I, is I, like I, this is I, so. I swear, to, I, I swear to God, did you not see that press conference with Greg no, Pitter, no. the way he looked at him? I know, yeah. George Payton, George Payton is on oh, a short oh, leash. Oh, that's why. I'm, oh, oh. That's why I'm going to hit you so hard up across the head, Dalton, is because it's George Payton. This is like yeah, the yeah, fifth yeah. week in a row. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he George Payton did have his leash shortened significantly by Greg Penner. So it will be interesting to see how that plays into some of the off season stuff. Um, yeah, so. From what I understand, and we're going to kind of use this to segue into our next section here, instead of doing a fan question or a studs and duds section, it's kind of relevant right now because the Broncos are in the midst of a head coaching search. We're going to talk kind of about the head coaching search and what our ideal picks are. So kind of going back to what we were talking about with George Payton and Greg Penner, it's, it's going to be interesting because I think... Penner is going to take charge in the head coaching process. That's kind of what he said. Um, from what I understand and some of the reports that I've seen is the Broncos have reached out and expressed interest in John Harbaugh. Um, My man! <laughs> go Blue! Um, so that's kind of all we know in terms of the news front. I haven't heard anything regarding who else they've reached out to. But so speaking about my ideal picks, and I'm not going to go in any particular order here, 
the first two I have are Sean Payton and John Harbaugh. Those are kind of gimmies, and Dalton and I will discuss some of the details about that here in a second. But this third one I might get some heat for, and my third option would be Frank Reich. And I understand that's not a splashy hire, and I think that's one of the things that the Broncos are going for is they are going to be swinging for the fences and they want to bring in the big boys. They're going to be shelling out big bucks. It's it's going to be big. And that's what kind of they're looking for. And Frank Reich doesn't really scream that. I understand that his sub 500 win percentage isn't exactly appealing. But if you actually look at his career in Indianapolis, he had Andrew Luck for one season before he decided he wanted to retire. And after that, Frank Reich has not exactly been set up for success because I think Dalton can agree with me here that... Not at all. No, no. Oh, shut up. But the ownership in Indianapolis... Pause, pause. No, no, no. no, I mean, like, I agreed with... No, hold on. I agreed with you. (laughs) No, no. I agree with you. Dude was given Philip Rivers, and he made it to the playoffs with him on his, Mm -hmm. like, last limb... Then dude was given Carson, broken Carson Wentz. (laughs) Exactly. Then he was given dead Matt Ryan. Yeah, he has not been set up for success. They haven't really built a roster around him to work with. And their ownership is like, what's his name? Jim Ursay. He's... Oh, it's terrible. He's insane. He's always meddling in stuff. I know their GM doesn't know what he's doing either. So he was not set up for success. He was going to fail at some point. But when you've seen him, like Dalton said, he was able to squeeze some success out of Philip Rivers. Um, I think, unfortunately, Matt Ryan is a little bit past broken here. And he's probably should retire here soon. But he... He has a history of being a little bit of a quarterback whisperer. And oh, please don't say that. Well, well, thing is people are saying I'm so Russell terrified. Wilson. I know. Russell Wilson is like broken and we don't know if he's like able to be fixed, but because we are tied to him for the next 5 years for 200 plus million dollars, we have no choice but to try and fix him. So we don't know if he's past broken yet. So maybe Frank Reich and his history of being a little bit of a quarterback whisperer could aid in that. But yeah, I don't know. I might get heat for that, saying that Frank Reich should be an option. I don't know. Frank Reich's in my in my second spot because he he made Carson Wentz he he helped, he helped Carson Wentz pull off his MVP-like season before he got hurt. Yeah, and this was with the Eagles, to specify. This is when Frank Reich was with the Eagles. And then he made Nick Foles win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which, Nick Foles is terrible now, and I hate (laughs) to say it because I love... But he's not good, so... I really don't know what Frank Reich is. It's kind of scary to think about because, like, is he good? Is he not good? We, We don't know. It's, that's a, that's like a gamble. That's like rolling the dice and seeing where it lands. Yeah. Um, however, I will say that the Broncos will have no issue paying any of these guys. Oh no. No, no, no. We have we will have no we are, we are not going to be like the Raiders. They're going to be backing no. up the Brinks truck for whoever they want. And that's the good and side of having Walmart owners. 
I want to say this about the Raiders. The Raiders are doing the same. Josh McDaniels is doing the same thing that he did with the Broncos, getting rid of your starter quarterback and seeing if he can find somebody else. And it's not going to work. And I, you just absolutely love to see it. This is a side tangent, but seeing Josh McDaniels slowly eviscerate the Raiders is just like the best thing. I love it. I, I love it. It's, it's, it's kept me sane this season. It's, it, I know that their <laughs> record's better than us, but they are going to be bottom of the barrel soon and i yeah. can just feel it yeah we literally said that this was gonna happen and they said no we're not gonna listen okay whatever we'll just sit back here and watch so heading back to the head coaching thing that we we're talking about we're kind of we we're kind of talking about like the locker room and I, I think like i think the broncos ownership they're looking for somebody who could really set a tone and command a locker room and I mean, credit to Hackett. He was a very well-liked guy. Um, I just, I don't know. He was able to kind of keep the locker room together. Unfortunately, I just think him being a newbie head coach didn't really bode well. Um, But I think John Harbaugh could probably come in and really set a tone and command a locker room. Um. At that, at that kind of goes, like John Harbaugh and Sean Payton, those would definitely be... It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Big, splashy hires. But the thing is, Indianapolis has a coaching, or they probably will have a coaching vacancy here soon. Unless Jim Irsay does some more drugs and determines that Jeff Saturday is the coach of the future. But their coaching position will probably be open and if I recall correctly, I think – didn't John Harbaugh play quarterback for the Colts? I think he did. But he's got some history there. So it might be like a decision between the Colts and us. So, like, Dalton, if you were in Harbaugh's position, who who would you pick, the Colts or the I'm Broncos? Siding, I'm, I'm siding with the former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice who helped me put Michigan products – in the Michigan team. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that one. Condoleezza Rice has some connections with him still. Yeah. Um, I think if you, on paper, the Broncos have the more appealing roster. Again, on paper. Jonathan now, Taylor's leaving the Colts. That's my prediction. I don't think he'll be staying. I think the Colts roster is going to fall apart. I think it waited too long and it couldn't find the right quarterback and it's going to crumble to pieces. However, the Panthers are also another really attractive piece because the Panthers don't have CMC anymore, but their run game is still really good. And DJ Moore is a top 10 wide receiver and their defense is phenomenal when healthy. So it's really, I think, also going to come down to an outbidding match. However, we'd win that, obviously. (laughs) But we also have to look at the most more attractive place because we... We didn't get to see this team play at full health at all this season. Not mm-hmm. one, not once. Yeah, I 
again, I think the Broncos have the better team on paper. But I'll put a little asterisk next to that because obviously we have only four wins this season. I think if we get the right coach, it'll be able to bring the best out of this roster that we have because we we've got some young talent and we just need a coach to bring it out of them and like just bring out the best of them. But I guess I, I, I'm trying to not be one-sided here, but like, I do think, I mean, yeah, Russell Wilson might like the fact that he may or may not be broken might be a little intimidating, but I don't know. I, is, is it more appealing than no quarterback in Indianapolis and Sam Darnold in Carolina? I don't know. Russell Wilson has showed flashes of him being like good. Um, now they come and go. Like there's moments where I'm like, oh, now you look like Russell Wilson. But then there's moments where I go, oh my god. However, if we could get a a coach that could squeeze all of it can out of it, this team could this roster theoretically with a good since it has it's a good defense could theoretically go a good distance. However. The O-line is going to kill him. Yeah. That's the only glaring weakness that I can really see on this team. Um, this team on paper has a good D-line. DJ, DJ Jones, Draymond Jones, Deshaun Williams pops up here and there every now and then. Mike Purcell is still here. I don't know. I don't know who's going to stay. Um, the pass rush is kind of weak. Um, yeah. But the biggest issue is really the O-line. Um, That's going to need a full rebuild in the offseason. Literally can everybody except for Quinn Miners and just go from there. And Garrett Bowles. No, we can keep him. I know we got hurt, but we can, he, he's still under contract, right? Uh, I think for a couple more years, yeah. But He shows signs of goodness. But however, I wish we never fired Mike Munchik. Um, right? I will... That was a, that, I don't know whose decision that was necessarily, if it was Nathaniel Hackett's. Um, I think it was a whole oh staff turnover thing. I don't think it was anybody's fault. I think it was just the whole staff was just being tossed to the curb. Do you think Evero stays? Or do you um, think he goes and becomes a head coach somewhere? I don't know. Honestly, we'll see. I think, I think he might depart, honestly, because the fact that he turned down the interim head coaching thing wasn't a good thing um just kind of spurning the broncos a bit but also we're not exactly in the best scenario but he turned that down he turned down being our interim head coach and you know with this the staff will probably be eviscerated once the next staff comes in so he might end up being like what happened to mike munchak where he just gets tossed out um he might go back to the Rams. Who who knows? Um, he might find a better situation or scenario as a defensive coordinator somewhere else. I'm not entirely sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that happens. But the other coach that we talked about was Sean Payton, and that's that would be like an ideal scenario, but also it might be the hardest for the Broncos to pull off. Because I've mentioned this before in the past that Sean Payton is still under contract with the Saints. Even though he is retired, they still own his rights. So if the Broncos wanted him, they would have to put a trade package together. And that's also assuming that Sean Payton would even want to come out of retirement to come here. 
because that it's also his decision as well. And shoot, this scenario might not be that appealing to him, but hey, money money talks, and we certainly have the money. Um, there's been rumors in the past that Sean Payton might want the Chargers gig, so that would be that would suck oh, if he ends I up going to the Chargers. Could you imagine? I didn't even think about. I uh, know I didn't think about that because we could argue about Sean Payton. We we discussed this a little bit at the beginning of our mm-hmm. at the beginning of our yeah. Before we started talk. recording, Dalton and I were getting heated, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, it happens because I don't know. Sean Payton is skeptical to me. Like one Super Bowl with a with a top ten quarterback. Uh, okay. Yeah. Good job. I, I guess. Um, I don't know because I don't know if it was. More Drew Brees or more Sean Payton? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Uh, so I also really don't want to trade a first round pick because that's what I think the Saints said it would cost, and and just no, I'm not really no, I'm not I'm not I'm not messing with that. Uh, yeah, just something about it just turns me off from it. However, if the Chargers do it and it works out really good, I will be really upset with myself, and I know Rachel will hold this over my head for the rest <laughs> of my life. Yeah, the one thing that did appeal to me, though, about Sean Payton is that there was rumors that Vic Fangio and him were in talks for Vic Fangio to be his defensive coordinator. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, Vic Fangio wasn't the best head coach here, obviously, but the man can coach a defense. He he can do Would that he just fine. Back? Yeah, that's After the we thing. we ran him out of town? That's the thing. It might be a little awkward. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, we've had... I mean, this has happened before to many teams in the past where a head coach has come back in a coordinator role, but it's also, like, many years down the road, like, five-plus years down the road that they've come back. This would be within, like, a year or two of him being fired for him to come back. So I I don't know. It's This is all just a lot, and... It's just stressful to think about, and it just pisses me off that we're having this conversation. Like, obviously, it just switched over to 2023, but you get what I mean when I said we're literally looking for a head coach in the same season that we literally hired one. And that pisses me off beyond belief because I just want some consistency in Denver for the first time in a while. And, like, I just want that. Is that too hard to ask for? No, but I'm going to go on air and say that John Harbaugh took Colin Kaepernick to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, he, that team the team was that team was really good, to be honest. That 49ers team had an amazing defense. Frank Gore, Michael Crabtree, and Colin Kaepernick, who looked amazing that year. So take that with how you please. Um, our defense is just like that. Our defense is phenomenal. Um, we have good wide receivers, three of them technically. Maybe four if KJ Hamler can stay healthy. Because I think I just so trust KJ. I just yeah. he can't stay on the field. Uh, Greg Dulcich looks like him. Um, it's just we need to fix that O line. If John Harbaugh can do, I believe John Harbaugh can do that. I know he can do that. Please give me John Harbaugh. I will get. I will give him the money myself. <laughs> Let me write the I've contract. Got, Let I've, me write it. I've got three dollars and an expired coupon. What What do you want? Is that good enough? Why don't you like Dan Quinn, Rachel? No, I don't want to talk about that because look what he no, did with no. the look what he did with the Falcons. Like he just he choked in like the biggest scenarios. And we sure that's just not Matt Ryan. He se- well, yeah, but he also seems more 
like he seems better coordinator wise than he would be head coach wise. And but they always say that the second round head coach is like the next the next step like is like when the coaches start doing better. If you look at like I think if you look at all the great coaches, their first gig was like terrible. And their second gig was phenomenal. Belichick was like that. Now, I don't know if Belichick is still is as good as they say he is. But no, let me not say that. That's So really are you saying that Hackett's going to no, go no. on to coach a Super Bowl for another team? <laughs> Give him a couple years and then maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I don't know. I'm not on the Dan Quinn train, really. He's probably better coordinator-wise. That's just how I see him. Whatever. But we'll have plenty more talks over this because it is very, very early in the head coaching search. So... You know, if you have any potential head coaches that come to mind, we've obviously missed a lot of them and we don't have enough time to talk about them all in this one podcast. By all means, send it to Dalton and I on Twitter or on Instagram. So, yeah, I mean, we're early in this process. There's going to be plenty more discussions to be had, potentially more heated discussions between me and Dalton. We we also got to think that Technically, the Broncos can swallow their their cap pill next year if Russell Wilson turns out really bad. Um, the, the Falcons did it with Matt Ryan, um, so if all push comes to shove, they can do it. It'll be really hard. Like it'll suck. Yeah. It'll suck really bad. But they can do it. Mm-hmm. Indeed, they can. So a moving on to the last portion here, a preview of the upcoming game. It is the last game of the season for the Broncos and the last chance for the Broncos to get a divisional win, which we have not gotten all year. Uh, obviously, it's no surprise to everyone that the Broncos season was over a while ago and we are not headed to the playoffs, but the Chargers are still in the playoff hunt and Broncos can play a little bit of a spoiler here. I think the despite a win or a loss, the Chargers will be getting in. But if we do beat them, I think we can have some sort of an effect on their seeding. So hey, you know it's always good to beat a divisional opponent. So what do you what do you think about this upcoming game, Dalton? I I think it's possible. Um, you know the Chargers will charger like they always do. <laughs> um, Brandon Staley's not it. He, no, he's overrated. He He'll most likely be fired. That de- that roster is insane, technically. Like that roster should be top top five in the league. Yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert hasn't looked like himself this year. I mean, yeah, no, I'll, he's I'll done definitely okay. stick by that statement. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, it does. It's not a Justin Herbert like season. Yeah. Um, everything is just it doesn't look it doesn't feel right over there. So I definitely think that we can pull it off. Will we? Is it at home? Yes, they will away? be coming here. Yeah, I, I 100% believe we can do it. Yeah. And it would feel so sweet because we did this last time with Drew Locke. Remember that a couple years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope we can do something like that similar. I, I really think we can. I hope we will. Um. Yeah, we'll, we, will, we will see. I also agree that Brandon Staley is not it. I personally think he's overrated, and he'll probably be fired in the next year or so. So I think this could be a winnable game for the Broncos. I know betting has the chargers winning but if we come out playing like we did against the chiefs shoot we might have a chance that is assuming that the refs actually call a fair game but yeah you know it yeah it should be 
an interesting game. Hopefully the Broncos can end it on a win and, you know, maybe give Jerry Rossberg a win as well. <laughs> I don't want him to go 0-2 because I actually really do like the guy. So come on, Broncos, let's close out the season with a win. Before I close out this podcast, I'd like to send my thoughts out to Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin. For those unaware of the situation, Damar Hamlin went into cardiac arrest during the Bills-Bengals game on Monday Night Football. Hamlin is currently in the ICU in critical condition and fighting for his life. I just wanted to extend my thoughts and prayers out to Hamlin and his family and want to say that everyone in Broncos country is pulling for you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Broncos Binge Podcast. The Broncos Binge Podcast will be released weekly every Wednesday, and we hope you will tune in for future episodes as the season progresses. If you have any comments or suggestions, let us know. We want to make this podcast as fun and enjoyable as possible for our listeners. Once again, I am your host, Rachel Strand. And I am Dalton Coble. Thanks for listening, and go Broncos! Thank you for listening to the Broncos Binge Podcast, a part of the Mile High Report Podcast Network. Make sure to follow at Rachel NFL and NFL Dalton on Twitter for more Broncos news and content.